All right. Really glad all of you are here. We have a lot to celebrate today. So we're going to be talking about some of the faithfulness of the Lord over the years. So we're going to take you on a little journey through the awakening. Um, so when we, Travis and I were in Texas, we loved Texas. We were there for six years. And we were ready to stay. Travis was ready to stay when we got there. And I got ready to stay about a year before we left. Um, as things go, but, um, you know, I had been a little, I, I loved being home, and so, but I had, we had, you know, met family. When you hear, you've, some of you have heard our story, we prayed not for a church, but for a family, and so um, one walk into Convergence in a handshake by Richard Marsh, and we were um, family, and he's like the most gifted greeter I've ever met. Um, and so we have some of our mentors, um, the people who walked with us through our growing up and the younger growing up times. We're still growing up. But um, we have spent the weekend with some of our favorite people. And so um, we're really excited to introduce all of them to you. Um, so Chris and Amber White are over here. And their son, Keen, is here. And Naya went upstairs. And um, y'all hear me talk about Naya all the time. And some of you just came this morning to meet Naya. She's upstairs, so be sure to meet her at lunch. Um, she's the cute one in the wheelchair with the curly blonde hair. Um, so Chris and Amber are great friends of ours. They're also on the Awakening Board. And they, they're friends. They just walk with us and love us and... It's awesome. So um, they all came on the same flight, actually, on Friday. So we've been playing all weekend. So um, that's Chris and Amber. Stephen Marcy. Wave at everybody, Stephen Marcy. <laughs> Stephen Marcy were our pastors in Fort Worth. They're still our pastors. <laughs> so everybody needs a pastor. Okay. So Stephen Marcy are amazing, and we got to watch them raise their children the way that many of you watch us raise ours, and they were in our youth group, and they were, um, you know, it's just fun to get to watch people and to want to be like them when you grow up, and so that's who Steve and Marcy have been for us, and when we don't know what we're doing, which is a lot, we call Steve and Marcy. I say Marcy is one of those people in my life that when I call her and I have like this catastrophic problem, you know, catastrophic, it's like real big, and I'll talk for like 30 minutes, and she says like three words, not even a sentence, like a phrase, and I'm like, yep, that's exactly right, and now I'm free, <laughs> and it's just like she has, it's like a gift that she has for me, you know, and I just, she does it for many people, but I think it's special for me, and I'm so thankful for the way Marcy loves me, and Travis and Steve stay connected, and, and Travis has really learned to minister by watching and learning from Steve, and we're so thankful for the way you guys love us. So and when I sing during the worship songs, 
and I just kind of interject myself in there. It's because of Steve Fish. <laughs> so <you> can... <laughs> That's right. Um, so Steve can actually play the piano. So Steve will just get up there and, and just get going all the way. He can take him, himself all the way through. Travis has to have Mark or Julia keep going with him, right? So Or Blake or Wade. So um, Rick and Jen Liggett, wave at everybody. So this is Rick and Jen's first visit to the Awakening, but this isn't their first interaction with the Awakening. And so they haven't been to Georgia before until now, but um, Rick and Jen, Rick discipled Travis through um, our early years at Convergence, and Jen is always there for me to ask questions about being a mama, and they have... um, so Rick and Jen have three children, and Steve and Marcy have four children, and um, it and their children are adults now, and they're amazing. Um, and so y'all have heard Travis tell the story about you're just gonna have to wrestle that out with God. You know, he tells that story. That was Rick. Rick would tell him, I mean, "You're gonna have to wrestle that out with God." And so. Um, some of the best advice, because a lot of times that's just what it is. We want somebody to tell us what to do and how to do it. But, um, and so Rick and Jen led the first small group we were a part of at Convergence. Um, and we would go early and eat dinner with them. I don't know if they invited us or we just showed up, <laughs> but we just wanted more. So we would just show up and we would spend extra time with Rick and Jen. So I hope that you all will take some time to get to know them. They know kind of a different side of Travis and Jessica. And um, I'll say these people, the main thing that they've done for us is they remind us who we are when we forget. And so I'm really thankful. And you're going to hear more from them in a little bit. Okay. All right. So the awakening, our journey through the last 10 years. Well, I will say that you guys are the awakening. So, yes, this is... um, a celebration of things that have happened in the past, but, but you guys are the awakening. Wherever we are, there is the awakening. <laughs> so it is, sometimes it's not here at the YWCO. It's in all kinds of places, and that's what I love about this slideshow because it's at all different places. This is actually at some friends of my mother and father-in-law um, where we did baptism, um, and that's, uh, is that Travis and Brian? the epic picture of baptism where Travis and Brian baptized one another and just, you know, there was lots of tears on that other side of the pool. Um, all right, so here's our mission statement to equip a community to release heaven on earth. This is where we all, a bunch of us, went to the send last year. And so that's what we've seen happen is some people are back in town who have been sent out and y'all are taking the culture and the values and the love from the awakening out to different places, and we want that released all over the earth. We started in Farmington. So this is so funny. This, um, these guys, uh, the two guys, not Travis, but the other two guys, they're Travis's cousins, which is so funny because... Had a group family for the first few meetings. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a, um, we would have bonfires out. You remember that ginormous bonfire. Many of y'all were there at the great big bonfire out in Farmington. And so this was that night, um, one of our first nights together. This is actually our very first meeting, Whitey and Phil. Um, So Travis has no hair. Um, 
still getting haircuts at home at that time. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> Here's the, some of the guests. There's Papa, Papa Merle. Andy and, Andy and Andrew McClure right over there. See them? So the people that are now married in this picture, they weren't married then. Star, yeah. That's at the Farmington Community Center, which we like to call the Country Club. This is at Merlin Diane's house, and have we had the events at Merlin Diane's house? Like, I mean, almost everyone here has been to an event at Merlin Diane's house, so they're not here yet. They'll probably show up at some point, but Merle spent a little bit of time in the hospital this weekend, but he's doing all right, so, um, so he, um, he's probably taking it easy this morning. Um, so this is a, we're, we're playing cards Apples to apples. Remember we used to play that prophetically? We'd make it a prophetic game. That was fun. Um, so this is actually not an awakening service. This is Matt and Lauren's, like, we're praying over them before they got married. <laughs> so that's at Merlin Diane's, too. The Arch Bar. Stephen Marcy came and ministered at the Arch Bar, and at the Arch Bar is where we gained a lot of different things. Like one of the things that we, um, a couple of things we got at the Arch Bar um, was we had like the shadow speaker, like the 60 Minutes interview. Y'all remember? So the sun would get, be at our back in the afternoon. It was blazing light. We used to have people in the front row would wear sunglasses. And so you couldn't see the person speaking, so we called it the 60 Minutes Anonymous Interview, you know, where the person's like, rah, 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 rah. but so we, speaking to we, um, that It's now South Bar. It's across from a taco place downtown, Willie's. It's across from Willie's downtown. Um, that's where we first met in Athens, and we thought bars aren't open on Sundays, so they could use some business, so we met there. Um, we grew in a value for God's presence there. Um, Chris's dad, Doug White, spoke there for like three minutes one morning. He, they had to leave to catch a flight, and he got up, and he went, this group of people are called to stand face to face, shoulder to shoulder, and back to back. Face to face, you're going to have honest and open relationships. You're going to confront each other. You're going to share your heart with one another. Shoulder to shoulder, you're going to fight against the enemy together, and you're going to defeat him. Back to back, you're not going to worry about your past because you know who has your back. And he, like, peaced us and walked out, and it changed our life forever. It, like, set the culture for the awakening. I mean, it was amazing. And that same, um, and at the arts bar, Marcy gave us a word about laying down our mask, like we were all at a masquerade ball and that we would lay down our mask, and it would encourage other people to lay down their mask, and it just rocked us. Um, in that time, we did the one voice, 24 hours of worship and prayer. We had some fun doing that. Um, we had five of those, um, and it was awesome. Um, so here's some arch bar pictures. Josiah's got his fingers in his ears. I'm guessing we've got the iPod cranked up real loud right there. Look at some of these babies in here. Jesse Goodwin back there. Bose Tower system. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, the Bose Tower. 
Mark Snyder came and led worship. You remember that? Here's Mark Linton with long hair. Thank you, Anna. Amanda. Z, right there. Yeah, there's baby Zakia. All right, then we moved to um, Civitan Club. So that's where the boys lived, and we had Bible study at Bordeaux. So these girls, plus a few, lived at um, a house on Bordeaux Street, and the boys lived at a house on Civitan Club. We're not real creative with our names. And um, we needed a place to meet because the arch bar was selling, and so um, Mark needed some help. And so Phil's back there behind Mark and Josiah. He would bring his harmonica and his guitar, and he would lead worship, and it was awesome. And so uh, one Sunday at Civitan Club, um, you want to tell him about this? Yeah, so um, one of the worship Sundays we had at, at Civitan, we've, you've heard us talk about probably Isaiah 62.10, and, um, but that morning, that particular morning, I, I had my eyes closed and I was worshiping and I felt, it's just, I, I don't know how to describe it other than you just, you know what's happening, but even though you don't have like a grid for what's going on, but I, I knew like an, like an angel came in from the top corner of the house and came and put his hands on my shoulders and when they, his hands hit my shoulders, I went to the ground and whenever he touched me, he. Kyle Maloney, he felt fire in his stomach. Somebody started praying out loud in tongues. It, like all kinds of stuff started happening. And when I was on the ground, I heard the Lord say, I'm giving you an Isaiah 62:10 commission, which is go through, go through the gates, uh, lift up a stand, uh, raise up a highway, remove the stones, and lift up a standard over the people. And that standard, which is another word for a flag or banner, if you've ever seen our logo, it's, that's a flag. And, um, but it was, God was calling us to, to not compromise the gospel and to be a, to be a standard and to rally the people of God around, around the gospel. And, and we're not perfect by any means, but just really to honor the word of God and to, and to try to live by it through the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that was, um, when we really started praying into that word and, and God was kind of clarifying a little bit of, of what our role was here in the city. These are some of the residents of Civitan Club. Not all of them live there. Um, Mark actually lived in a really, really gross place that he told me I could never enter. So he said, if you pick me up, you can just sit out on the street because you can't come inside. Raccoons lived in the attic or something like that. They actually tore it down after he moved out. So it was really that bad. But we had the honor of doing pre-marriage counseling and marrying off three of these guys. So uh, that's pretty exciting. And uh, I mean, four, four, one, two, three, four. And then um, we uh, actually did weddings for, for uh, three of these girls too. So, um, so this is, these are some of the Bordeaux people along with Non and Papa. They adopted all of us. Um, this is actually our very first meeting together where a bunch of these amazing people invited us over to um, the Civitan Club to answer questions about the Holy Spirit. And I remember leaving and saying, I think we just answered every question with love God and love people. 
I don't know if we were very helpful. So, um, but amazing people. Many of those people are still here. Matt's here today. Jesse's, Jesse's here. Phil, um, Lauren's heads in there. The Pittners are right there. Babies. Um, I think that's all the people here. And Travis and Jessica, we're still here. That's awesome. Um, so then, um, Jesse Pilkington said to me one day, he was like, we, y'all looking for a new place to meet? And I was like, I don't know. And he was like, well, have you seen how many people are in here? I mean, it was like people, there was no room in the house anymore. So he actually found New Earth Livewire for us. And it was, um, we went in there and it was, it was a rough setup there at Livewire, <laughs> and um, the time, while that we were there, it actually, like, came to life, like, they cleaned the whole place up, which was amazing to watch happen, like, as we worshiped there, it changed, um, I know, there's Kyle and Blake and Phil, look at them, there's a bunch of us, the awakening at, um, at Livewire, and it turned to New Earth, um, or backwards with new earth and it turned to live wire. Thank you. And this was our favorite thing that happened. We became more than three children. Uh, the Pulliams came. And um, my favorite thing about the Pulliams is I always thought we needed a children's ministry. The Pulliams came because we didn't have one. Because <laughs> Laura couldn't stand to be away from her kids. She was away from them all week. And she was like, I just want my babies with me. And so they spent a lot of time on that blanket worshiping and um, adults would join them. And then Kezia came along and she's now gr grown up so much, but that's Kezia in that picture. Um, and I think we might have a few foster kids in that picture. I tried to find ones that don't have faces, but, um, that's where at Livewire is where our heart opened up to adoption and foster care also. And we began to help people adopt babies and started, helping foster families and getting foster families in our own church. And now we have one adopted out of foster care. Just so amazing. So here's a few more. And then we came to the YWCO. And I would say what the YWCO is, is it's where we grew as a family because like it's all family. It's all, we got lots of kiddos and, um, it's a great place for us to have our families. We have a lot of fun. This is where we've had a lot of raising up a standard and talking about hard things so that we're ready to talk about them in the world. You got the same shirt on. <laughs> it's a nice one, honey. Well, there's a special occasion. You know what I'm going to wear. And then we went to the swamp for our first retreat. And along the way, we've done snowcations and all kinds of fun things together. And you guys are all getting together to pray together and love each other and grow. And we're stronger together. And that's what I love about the awakening. There's um, two other people here I want to recognize that have been extremely helpful, encouraging supporters. And so, uh, Steve Smith, just raise your hand, Steve. Steve is over Athens Prayer Network. Steve, we've prayed together once a month for uh, years now. But I've known Steve, this is Steve's 10-year anniversary of being in the city as well. And his work, yeah. yeah. 
Y'all pray for him. I mean, I clap for him and pray for him. But he uh, he gathers pastors to pray together and and with them, and he is uh, just uh, a brother in the Lord. But also, what he's doing is extremely important. And then uh, Fernando, Fernando, raise your hand. <laughs> yeah. So Fernando's um, been here since the early 1980s. Um, believe in for revival to hit here in Athens. And um, that's part of the reason we came. But Fernando has been such an encouragement and supporter of me. Of me. He's um, fathered me in a lot of ways in the way, and, and also just teaching me about simply about how to live with the Lord, how to listen to the Holy Spirit. And uh, I know, I've always known that Fernando loves me, and that's that's really important to have. And so uh, I just want to honor Fernando as, as a friend and a mentor here in the city and also for what you've been sewing into for 40 years, Fernando. So y'all, y'all give Fernando. Fernando's done that along with his wife and his family, and we're so thankful for you guys. All right, so I think uh, the Galtneys are up first. We're going to have a couple of testimonies, and we're going to have more opportunity to give testimonies at lunch. So if you're like, they didn't ask me, I know we only have a certain amount of time for child care. So we're going to do like a little bit of testimonies, and then if you have a burning testimony, get ready to share it at lunch. Yeah, y'all look at her. <laughs> well, we are both really honored to be here uh, this morning to be a part of this uh, celebration. And um, as I pondered and the, the number there that's in, in front of you, I saw Athens Link in that number, which really hit me is how embedded into the life of the awakening that Travis and Jessica have let us uh, become. And we really, really appreciate that. Um, a number of you here have uh, went to Athens Link or and sometimes Athens Link and the awakening. And a lot of times we had uh, events together We'd uh, celebrate with uh, Danny Silk in town or uh, Chris Overstreet. We did things like that together. And uh, there may have been some of you here who were at one event that uh, all the single people will put in a corner of our building at 1050. <laughs> and uh, they were single, and they wanted to be prayed for for marriages. And several marriages have come out of that uh, prayer there as we had gathered together as one. And um, I wanted to share something just real quickly because as Athens Link moved from our home onto Baxter Street, a transformation of Baxter uh, really started occurring. In fact, I think as, as I looked at it, somewhere around 17 or 18 buildings and businesses were transformed into life-giving businesses. And uh, that was... 
really incredible. The, the two buildings that, uh, that we uh, took over, one was Chelsea's, the uh, strip club, and across the street was Fantasy World, which was a um, lingerie modeling place. And so, and that's where we uh, met together uh, a number of times and uh, had prayer together uh, between Athens Link and the Awakening. And I want to share uh, something that some of you may have already heard before. And this is uh, an email that a lady wrote to Jessica probably in the last year, I think. And um, I could stand far enough back, but I probably better put my glasses on. This lady wrote, hello, my name is blank. I found your page by searching for Athens Link Fellowship on Facebook. And after reading an old news story about the new owners on Baxter Street, I saw that apparently your churches had merged. Can you please tell me what happened to those people, the ones who bought the properties on Baxter Street? I know this may sound strange, but years ago when I was a teenager and very lost, I worked in one of these locations. These businesses were as bad as you can imagine and probably worse. I could tell you the stories that would make your blood run cold. Thinking that those buildings still stood as they were functioning as they did, probably with my picture still on the wall, has always been a sorrow to me, especially since I was lucky enough to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. I am happily married now with children and a home and a more blessed life than I could ever have hoped for. I cried tonight when I finally had the courage after all these years to search for Fantasy World on Google Maps and see it looking very different from what it did in my memories. I clicked on Street View, and I wonder if you can imagine my shock and joy to see a sign that said, Jesus, outside that former house of nightmares. I want to know who did this and to thank them. I feel as though a weight has been lifted, knowing it's all gone. Thanks for taking time to read this. The reason I read it is because each of us and each of the Athens Link and the Awakening had a part in this geographical transformation of Athens. And we have set a foothold into the city. And we need to keep continuing together to take more of this town for the Lord. Amen. That's so amazing. Only Jesus. All right, we're going to have the Watsons come up next.
Hey guys, we're Clinton, Leah Watson, and um, we're really excited to be here and celebrate with you guys today. John, thanks for sharing that story. It's so powerful. I'm just, just amazing. Um, and I know, Jessica, you said that we are the awakening, but I just want to start by saying you're right, and I agree with you. However, none of this happens if you guys don't step out in courage, you know? Just finding strength from the Lord to, to take this step to do this and, and all the fear and everything else, this doesn't happen without you guys. So Leah's going to start. I feel like I'm a little nervous. I'm with babies so much now. I feel like I don't talk out loud to adult people that much. <laughs> um, so just to share a few things about how the awakening has changed our lives and even just as I woke up walk up here uh, I, I just feel overwhelmed with it's like the Lord's just giving me these pictures of what he's doing in our lives because of the awakening and also what he's going to do um, and these are tears of joy um, I just, I'm just so grateful um, so a couple of the ways that the awakening has changed our lives, the first biggest one being the way we view God the Father, and upon coming to the awakening, and I don't know if it was in a, well, I think it is in Travis's messages, just things he talks about and things he says, and Jessica too, but some of the conversations that we would have with people of the awakening, this idea just and it sounds so simple that our view of God is everything and how much our parents and how we're raised affects that. And I know y'all did Elijah House, right? Um, so, which is, I haven't done it, but I know it's around just how that affects us and how we view God. And so that has been a huge thing in Clint and I, tapping into that. Okay, how does how we were raised, um, Christian or non-Christian, um, impact how we hear God, how we see him. Um, so that has just been life-changing for us. And so um, I would just encourage everyone here that if that's not something you've really tapped into, to do that because he's showing us so much still in um, how life can really skew truths about God. Um, and how we've got to dig deep, and sometimes that's hard work um, and painful to think about, but it's, it's, um, there's so much joy and healing on the other side. Um, and the other big way that I think is really becoming more and more special to Clint and I is the way we view family, and um, <clears throat> I'm not going to look at you because I'll cry, <laughs> but any of y'all who have seen Jessica and Travis and their kids they just do it differently, um, and they do it, and if you've been out the Farmington, you know it's just magical, um, and I think Clint and I, we talk about it a lot. We just, we watch them, and we just so admire their family and your unit and your bond with your children, and it is incredible and so special to see, and it gives us so much hope for our kids when they're 
I want my teenage son to come up and hug me in front of everybody. Just little things like that that are just such a gift and that you're modeling that to us who have children. And um, it is such a gift. And I'm so thankful to be able to watch it. Um, And then the other thing is the expectation that you've taught Clint and I to see God's kingdom come to earth. Um, And really quickly, my background, um, so thankful to, I've known Jesus since I can remember and loved him and his Holy Spirit from a really young age and have um, grew up in really strong Christian um, community. Uh, It was Southern Baptist, so if you know about that, there's not a lot about the Holy Spirit and how it manifests and all those things. So um, I knew of those things. And, but coming to the awakening, as Clint and I were praying through, leaving the church where we were and coming here, we, ended, we went to the um, Bob Johnson, that conference, and that was kind of the stepping stone of us saying this is where we want to be. Um, but I remember... We were sitting on our bed, and we were just like, what are, what are we afraid of? And I think the fear of man was a big thing of like, well, this doesn't necessarily look like what we're used to. But then we were just like, good grief. We want to live our lives with too much faith, if anything, and not be afraid to look silly or, and, you know, so that's been amazing, and we're, um, yeah, to just expect kingdom to come and what that means, and we're still learning so much about that. Um, so, yeah, that's what I have. <laughs> that's good, babe. Um, so, well, let me just start by asking you two specifically to just close your eyes for a second, and if y'all want to join them in closing your eyes, feel free. But uh, as we were worshiping, I just got this vision of this this room bursting at the seams with people. People, you know, just waiting outside, wanting to be in here right now. And the reality of that is that's the amount of people that these two right here have influenced for Christ. And it, I mean, it's incredible how many people have, that these two right here have touched and influenced in a positive way. And so you can open your eyes now if you want to. But, I mean, there's a lot of people here, and and that's amazing. And this is kind of the inner circle, but you guys have touched and influenced so many for Christ, and we're just so thankful for that. And so let me give you one example. And, you know, and, and you guys are out there influencing people, right? So it's like they're pouring into us, and we're out there influencing. So, um, and, and you're speaking to people without even using your voice. Guys, you know, look at these core values here. All of these core values. This is, this is hard stuff to do, to actually do. And you guys do it. That's why we love and respect y'all so much, because y'all do it. Like, that standard you're talking about that, that the Lord kind of impressed upon you to raise, y'all are doing that. And yeah, I know you're not perfect. I get it. But just like Leah said, it's like, we're watching you guys do it, and it's very inspiring. No yeah, yeah. Don't screw up. Don't screw up. 
So um, thank y'all, you know, thank y'all for living this stuff out in front of us and showing us how to do it. So we will follow you as you guys follow Christ. We love y'all so much. Uh, one, one, one more thing that I wrote down that's such an important word, but vulnerability, I feel like, is you guys and is the awakening. So being vulnerable with Jesus and whatever that looks like. I feel like that is what Clint and I have been working on so much and seeing the Lord use that. So thank y'all for being so vulnerable and transparent. Two microphones. I never preached like this. Um, yeah, that's... All right, we got the good ones coming on up. <laughs> yeah, Asher. Thank you. There you go. Hey, guys. Uh, we're the good ones. I'm Phil. It's my, my first wife, Sunday Jessie. back after having a baby. Just first saying. Sunday. She's four weeks old here, so this is pretty fresh. Um, so Jesse and I have been, uh, we've been a, a part of the awakening, um, I guess, since that first meeting in the Civitan Club. I lived in the Civitan Clubhouse. Um, so that first meeting of like 30-something people that Those met for two hours and just drilled Travis and Jessica about the Holy Spirit. Um, that was pictures were less than flattering. <laughs> it's like, wow. Okay. My hair's improved. I will say that. <laughs> Go, Go ahead. ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, um... I actually knew Travis and Jessica before, oh, hi. I'm, like, looking at them in the eyes, and it makes me want to cry now. I haven't, like, actually looked at them this morning. Hi. <laughs> um, I knew them when I was younger, like, middle school, high school. Jessica was an intern in the area, and I was, I've said this many times to many people, but she was, like, this really pretty older person that loved Jesus, and I was, like, I want to be like her when I grow up. So, and then I knew about her and Travis's relationship. Travis's mom was my sixth grade teacher. His dad was my primary school principal. He had subbed in my class. So I knew who they were. And I remember hearing about their relationship. I didn't go to their church, but I always heard about their relationship. And I thought it was so cool. And then they moved away and I didn't ever think I'd see them again. And then all of a sudden I thought about Jessica randomly and I've learned a lot about what that means since then. Um, I, I have a little bit of a gifting. Um, <laughs> I think about things randomly, and I now know that that's not random, but um, I thought about Jessica, and two weeks later, she shows up at this Bible study, and I'm like, are you Jessica Gay? I'm like, I thought about you two weeks ago. She was like, we just moved here from Texas a couple weeks ago. I'm like, this is very weird. Um, and then she ended up praying for me that night, because I was like in love with him, and he was in love with me, and you know, one of those stories, and it worked out. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, and she prayed for me that night, and I was just like, what was that? Because it was not like anything I had ever experienced before in terms of someone praying for me. It was, like, very powerful um, and so encouraging. And that was, like, the start of um, our friendship. And then she's like, well, God told us to move here to start a church, not because Athens needs another church, but because God told us Athens needs what you have. And, like, is that not so true? So that's kind of how we got roped in. Yeah, so I, I've just become a Christian in 2009, and um, there was kind of a, a community that really gathered around to pray for me. I was, I'm really thankful for a part of this ministry in Athens called SWAT Ministries, and 
um, a bunch of these guys I ended up living with. And so we were experiencing a lot of stuff that you know, spring, uh, into that winter, that spring in 2009. And we didn't really, well, all of us had kind of a church we were going to loosely, but we were kind of praying like, God, we need leadership. We don't know anyone that's really teaching. Some of these things we're experiencing, you know, between like the prophetic and um, healing. And we were like, we don't have anywhere to go for like who to ask about this stuff. Everyone's going to think we're weird. Um, but there was kind of a group that had sort of formed around a community around this. And um, about eight months of praying for leaders, that's when Travis and Jessica showed up in Athens. And they were like, we're here to start a church. And so we were all kind of like, we've been praying for you for like eight months. And uh, so that was, it was almost a, a little over a year of like, after I'd become a Christian was the first meeting of the awakening at the Farmington Community Center, uh, which was really fun. Yeah. So uh, we just wanted to share a little bit about what the awakening has meant to us since then. Um, there's a ton of things, but, uh, one thing that I think has been so amazing about them is just them choosing to say yes when things are really hard. Um, and just a, a small thing, like just watching them now that I have two kids, you know, like a two and a half year old and uh, I'm like, how did you ever have a conversation with me with like three kids, three and under, like. Because she would like, she would be talking to me and then she'd deal with kids. She's like, so you were saying da 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 I'm like, now I'm like, how did she multitask and do that? I have no idea. But, um, I would, you know, we've always asked them like different pieces of advice for raising kids. And we've seen their example, like even what Leah was saying about their family. And one of those things that I just think is amazing is that these kids still, Josiah will still go up to, to Jessica and be like, mom, can I have a cookie? I'm like. When they're just but, sitting out in the back. Yeah, like, they're free, they're free game. Like, he could sneak one if he wanted to. Like, that's what I would have done. And I still do that. I'll be like, I need to go to the bathroom. Oh, there's the cookies. So, I mean, <laughs> so, and so I'm like, how, how did you do that? How do you get them to, like, still respect you and still ask your permission? She was like, oh, you just say yes a lot. And she's like, when it, you know, it's not, like, important to say no. It's not like they, I mean, their kids are really healthy. That's not like they eat junk all the time. But she's like, you, you say yes. And they, like, learn to trust you. And I just think that's something that's so true about them is, like, they just say yes. And, uh, you know, when it's inconvenient or and it, just the fruit that it produces, I mean, it's produced some obedient kids. But more than that, it's like they've said yes to us. And they've said yes to Athens. And one thing that's been really key for us is so we have a heart for the Jewish people we have a heart for um, we love all of the Jewish feasts we love celebrating them and we've like walked through that in the past six seven eight years something like that um, and so something that's been really huge for us is like the fact that they've said yes to what's in our heart um, and even it's been like well let's do a, an awakening wide Passover Seder in your front yard and we'll rent the tent and we'll We'll help you pay for everything and just give us the receipts. And then we have a tent in our front yard and 60 people show up and the awakening supports that. So I would say that's like, that's been just a, such a huge thing that's true about them is that they say yes to what's in our heart. Like, you want to do that? Great, go do that. Like, we want to get un underneath you and push you up and like promote that. And yeah. yeah, you guys are like really great promoters of people. That's always kind of been something that's there from the get go. Travis and Jessica know that they're not, they don't, they're not going to be like, we do everything. It's not, they're, they're like, we, we're good at this, we do this, and if you want to do this, and you're talented at that, we'll, we'll get up underneath you, and we'll push you, and we'll, you know, give you all the support that you need, which is a really, really cool thing. So the Israel and Jewish roots has been something for us. They even bought us a shofar several years ago. It's like a super nice shofar. When I see other shofars, I'm like, y'all, ours is real nice. Yeah. 
Y'all got, y'all got a good one. Um, so, yeah, and I saw the Israel thing. I thought that's really cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, something that I wanted to share about you guys um, that's been a really cool thing to kind of witness is the humility and the, the seeking after God that you guys do together um, and just the example that you give of, like, people who really seek the Lord. Um, you really seek him, and then you seek to obey him quickly. Um, and very simply, you know, it's just like, well, God said it, and we're going to we're gonna go do it, you know? And so um, I just, the example of, like, the humility and the seeking um, is just so huge for me to just constantly witness. I've seen it over and over for 10 years. And um, so I'm really thankful to watch you guys seek the Lord and uh, really pursue him. It's a really awesome example. I remember Travis, I think it was a story um, before you maybe moved. You are like, God, I'll start a church. I just want hungry and humble Hungry people. I just want hungry people. But I remember early Travis teaching about being hungry and humble, and uh, like about being a lion and being hungry and humble. Anyway, I don't know. It just came to mind just now. Um, but uh, so yeah. So just that example of humility and seeking after the Lord has been huge to to be a part of and to witness. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, we want you to know that your people really love you and care about you. And so yes, Summer, if you could get that picture frame. Um, this is from The Awakening, headed up by Kristen. And then also, if you can grab that envelope, the envelope is full of um, encouragement and blessings for you guys. Um, so this is from your people, and we love you very much, and we're super thankful for you. And um, so there's a bunch of notes and things in there for y'all. Um, but one thing that I've been praying for for you guys this this year is that it would just be like a year of understanding for you guys um, and that you would feel understood and that um, you would really understand like what God's been doing this whole time because there's been so many amazing things along the way and I'm hoping that this is encouraging for you guys but um, I just want this to be a year where you guys feel understood and that you understand more clearly what what God is doing and you guys in the awakening for this city. Um, so, uh, yeah, this is from all of us. And thank you to Jeremy and Amanda for helping head a bunch of this stuff up. Um, yeah, we just wanted to honor you guys. And so, um, yeah, we just wanted to go ahead and give this to you guys. Y'all can just give them a round of applause and say thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank y'all. Y'all are amazing. Lydia's epic. (laughs) She's serving in kids' church. Y'all are so kind. (laughs) Thank you so much, good ones. All right, Whites. These are dear, dearly beloved friends. Call Chris DB for short. Oh, wow. All right. So we're going to cruise through this pretty quickly because we want to give time and honor 
the next couples that are coming up, they're much wiser and older than me. Um, so, oh, Steve's smiling, but he's not smiling on the inside right now. <laughs> so go ahead, Amber. So everything that you guys have said, like, so echoes in our hearts as y'all's friends. And we, um, I'm just going to say something really fast and then pass it off to these guys because Keen has something he wants to say to you too. But um, we had the joy of walking with these guys as the Lord was growing the um, vision for the awakening in their hearts in Texas. And we would go over and spend time at their house, and they would talk to us about Athens and how all of you guys were just burning in their hearts. And they could even tell us very, very specific things like what you guys would look like and the type of worship songs that you would have and um, just the types of things that y'all would do in the city. And it was so real and so alive to them. And so to watch it come from, like, the initial stages where the Lord was putting it in your heart all the way through till now here we are celebrating 10 years later. And I just want to say, like, I honor you guys for your sacrifice. Um, I wasn't very happy that the Lord was calling you guys here. <laughs> I was like, no, I know that's home, but this is home. <laughs> um but honestly, when they first started to come, they were like, anybody who wants to come with us, come to this meeting. And the Lord had actually just called us to come to Convergence. Or I was like, I'm coming with you. Because <laughs> um, we were not ready to let them go. But I'm so glad that they've been here. And we can see now the fruit of their life and everything. And our hearts are still so much with you all here. And Jessica and I have long conversations where she keeps me in the loop on all of you guys and where you are in your lives. This person's getting engaged and married. And so I just wanted to say, like, if I could give them an award, I think it would be um, the award for the most premarital counseling ever in the history of the world. <laughs> I know that Oconee County has some strong marriages because they're like, oh, we're doing premarital counseling again. <laughs> Because all you guys were such babies whenever everything started. And so we got to hear about all the marriages and now the babies that are coming. And so anyways, just wanted to say that we love you very much. And we carry y'all in our hearts all the way from Texas. So, yes. so Keen is super shy, if you guys haven't noticed. And he really had something on his heart he wanted to say. So that was a joke. Go ahead, Bubba. Hi. My name is Keen. Maybe not everybody would know me, but we all know Travis and Jessica. <laughs> they are amazing. Like, there's no word to describe how amazing they are. They are so sharing. They're giving. Like, while we were here, they let us stay in their house. That's how giving they are. That's how sharing they are. I come from Texas, I don't come here from Georgia, but I know that these people are amazing. They are so wonderful how they have made this place for us to be here. 10 years, wow, can you believe that? That's so long, but anyway, so they have made this place for us. All their children are amazing. Like, my mom is like BFFs with Jessica. They're like best friends forever. My dad and Travis like hang out with each other whenever they have the chance. They are like, without Travis and Jessica, my parents would have less amount of friends. <laughs> that is true. So they 
are amazing. They have the most wonderful type of personality to have us be here. So I just wanted to say thank you. I'm gonna say one more thing and then Keenan and I are gonna sit down, but I just wanted to also say thank you guys for walking with us and our family, um, especially through our journey with our daughter Naya and um, the way that y'all have prayed for her healing and um, just like our encouragement, we've so felt y'all's love and support. So I also just wanted to say thank you so much for that. Yes, amen. All right. Um, Set that in there. All right. Uh, so, Travis and Jessica, uh, I just want to say this that you guys were the friends that we didn't know that we needed. Um, when we came to Convergence Church, they were the youth pastors and we were taking over. So, we thought there'd be a power struggle. And, and I thought, I could probably take this dude. And then I walked in and I was like, nope. <laughs> you win. You win. And he proved that to me later on. So, um, so no, we, we really love you because um, they welcomed us in and they loved us in ways that we didn't know that we needed to be loved. And, and we could be really open and honest with them. And um, I just wanted to say that you guys have some really amazing leaders here. Now, you're all leaders in your own rights, but, but here as a family, uh, you guys lead with your hearts, and love motivates your decisions. And you can feel that in every decision that you make, and that there's nothing selfish in your, lead, in your leading. There's nothing that draws people to you. And if anything else, you're just like, no, I want you to feel loved. And if that's from somebody else, then that's great. And that's what motivates you. Um, you've taken the road less traveled, and you're uncompromising in your stance. And I think that resonates because there's been a lot of times where you could have made different decisions that would have been a lot easier, and you haven't. You've, st you've stayed the course, and it hasn't always been a popular and easy thing for you guys. And, um, and if anybody here has led a group of people in any way, whether it's in business or in church life or anywhere, you realize that it can, it can be lonely. It can be lonely when you're trying to make the decisions for a lot of different people, and it's way harder than people realize. And so the fact that you're uncompromising and the Lord has put this in your heart and that you've struggled with that is, is laid the foundation for who you are going to be and who all of, the, all of you guys are going to be. Um, and so uh, I'm going to try to make this clear uh, if you can. So wherever you are, uh, and this is, a, this is kind of a leadership thing, um, wherever you are is point A. Point A is where you are. Point B is where you want to be. Now, you can have as many, like, wonderful things, you know, like core values and, and uh, mission statements and values and things, but those things don't get you there. If you're trying to get to point B, the greatest leaders are the people who can get you there. And they can see it, and they can see point B. And you guys, every single time that you guys have said, we're going here, it's always been closer to where God is. You've never, you've never found a point B to lead people to that's, that's further away from God. And so when you say, here we are, and here's where we're going, 
how many people know it's never about getting to point B, right? It's about the journey and the process that it takes to get there. And then when you get there, guess what point B becomes? Point A. <laughs> and then your next point B is where? Who knows? But closer to God. And so the Lord just showed me this. Um, he just said that um, your point B is always going to be closer to him. So it's not about a 10-year mission statement, even those are, those are nice and those are wonderful. What you guys have is the ability to move people from one place to another and to continually move them closer to the Lord every single time. And when he moves, you move. And that's what, that's what the future is here. It's a continual deepening of heart connections as you get closer to God from point A to point B. Um, the greatest reward that you will, you will ever have will be the relationships that you gain along the way. And as you can see, just if I was nobody and didn't know anybody and just walked in, I would know that today. I would know that you value relationships and you will do anything for those. And everyone in here has been touched. And so as you move people from point A to point B, it's always going to be closer to the Lord. It's always going to be closer to his direction. And it's always going to be in valuing and honoring the relationships with the people as you go. So we just wanted to bless you in that. I could say a lot more, but love you guys. Legacy, come on up. We are the Liggetts, and this is Genevieve, and I'm Rick. And our journey started at Convergence, which was James Avenue. And so this is a family deal that was, it's so fun. The flights were coming to Convergence when we were leaving. And um, Travis and Jessica, you know, they talk about us being a blessing, but we were raising our kids. And, you know, when your kids get to that age where nothing you say makes sense, so you look for someone else that's younger, and they were that couple that supported our kids, and they, and they were a huge, huge blessing. I remember being at James, it was called James Avenue then, and we were right down the road from the seminary, and we'd get these different seminary students, and they would come and go, come and go, and, and so uh, one day this couple showed up, and the first thing I thought of was Popeye and olive oil. I'm serious. That's what I saw. And Travis, to watch his journey coming in and just tearing things up in the spirit. It was amazing. I mean, that's why I came to church. I was a pastor there, but I came to church to watch him say, what's Travis going to do today? And, uh, and then to watch Jessica love in the unique way that she loves. It was amazing, and it continues to be amazing. And y'all blessed me. And he talked about coming over, eating the house, and he did a lot, ate a lot of roast, and ate my sandwiches for the week, and, but it was so fun to have someone that was so hungry for the Lord and continues to be so hungry for the Lord, and um, anyway, I was going to let you share. I, I've got a word that God gave me, so okay. go ahead. Um, when I was thinking about this, um, I kept, God's been talking to me a lot about shepherds and sheep, so, and you know, as sheep, we hear the Father's voice. We hear the shepherd's voice. And you guys did that when you came here, okay? But some sheep become shepherds. And so now, 
<coughs> sorry, <laughs> you guys are the shepherds. But the neat thing about it is that they're leading a flock of sheep and they're feeding you in a way that is growing you. And when shepherds are taking care of their flocks, they have, you know, they want to get good wool to give and then they want lots of good lambs. And so I see that wool as the truth that you're getting, that you're going to be able to share with others. And also, there's going to be a lot of lambs. We've seen some of them this morning being carried. There's going to be a lot of lambs. But those lambs are going to be nurtured well in this body to move on and to go on. So it's just really exciting. The other thing about shepherds that I learned, and I'd never known this, but that their staves get real oily. But number one, they make their own. It's personal to them. And they, have, they get really, really oily because the shepherds are so engaged with their sheep. So the lanolin off, off of them gets on that. And Jessica and Travis have a really oily staff. <laughs> and it's a very gentle staff. And it's exciting to be here and just share a part of their leading and to hear your testimonies of that. Amen. So. Amen. You know, um, when I think of you, I think of passion and I think of love. And that's who y'all are. You just come in full blast wherever you're at. There's no walls. It's amazing. It's amazing. I, if a verse comes to my mind, it's Matthew 6.33, that y'all seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. I've, you've always done that. Through all the talks that we've had, you are always seeking his kingdom, and you bring his kingdom. But when I came, I dropped Jen off to help set up, and I drank a lot of coffee this morning. So this is either the Holy Spirit, a word from the Holy Spirit, or caffeine. So I believe the Father is saying this morning that this is the promised land. This is your promised land. Um, that you, Travis and Jessica, are both wide open spaces for the Father's love. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of room in your hearts for people, and they feel that. You know, how many times have we been to places where there's really not room in people? They don't have time in their hearts for you. And y'all are just the opposite of that. Y'all are a wide open place in a space. And you're building a reputation that there's always space, uh, always a place, and there's always room in your heart for another. But the enemy is trying to harass that, the hope of that. But the Lord says, this is an interesting word, um, there is no need to hide, and there is no need to try to measure up. What, what God has put in your heart, now go display it. Uh, Clint's word, I love Clint's word about that. No hiding because it looks different. That this town, Athens, they need what God has put in your heart. Continue being Travis and Jessica, the passion and the love you're at the right place, and this is the right time. You're both right, wide open spaces of the Father love. Now believe and go full blast after the people of this city because they need what the awakening has. They need it. Father says you are blessed to be a blessing and that there's a financial blessing beyond your wildest imagination and dreams that is coming. I declare it and prophesy it over you. And Father says go plan. Go plan with him. Plan big. What stirs and is brewing in your hearts is a gift from the Father for this city. 
And Travis, you're, you are and are becoming known as a father to other fathers and other pastors. And they will say, they will say, we will not know what to do. And, and you'll, it'll be so clear to you to speak into them. And uh, you will be a leading father in this city. And Jessica, I saw you like Samson pushing the, 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 the walls down um, of false establishments of love because you're the real deal. False love, you, you cannot stand fakeness in ministry and the sensitivity to flattery. You, you see it and you annihilate it um, and you break its back. You will be a, a, a protector for Travis as y'all grow because um, there'll be people come, wolves, you know, the wheat and tear go together. And you'll be able to recognize the tear and, uh, with wrong motives and you'll protect him from that. And the Lord will show you that. You both are rising up in the kingdom of God and you know, and you are known and being known as ones that bring the kingdom everywhere, exposing shame and fear as they are imposters and liars they are, bringing light into the dark places. Love you guys. Would y'all extend your hands? I want to pray real quick. Father, we just bless you and thank you for this house, the sons and daughters that it's raising up. And Lord, we just claim Psalm 9111, bring your mighty warring angels to protect and to protect from stumbling. Hide them under the protection of your wing, this whole house. Uh, deliver them. Um, hide them under the protection of your wing. Turn evil away and make them invisible to evil. Father, we ask that you confront, confound, confuse, stop any plan, purpose, scheme, spell, and curse of devil's associates over this house, over this couple. And Father, we just speak life and life abundant for everyone that's a part of this body. Yeah. Father, that you will bring life and life abundant and mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially this house. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Love y'all. Stephen Marcy, y'all come on. Thank you, Travis. I'm Steve Fish, and this is my wife, Marcy, and we're the senior leaders at Convergence in Fort Worth. And we have a greeting from your family in Fort Worth. Travis and Jessica, we just want to say how much we love you guys, and we celebrate your victory of 10 years at the Awakening. And what an amazing 10 years it's been that you guys have so impacted that region and the nations. And we just want to say as Convergence, as your family, that we love you and we are incredibly proud of you. And we celebrate your victory at the awakening of 10 years. Okay, we'll let you know that you saw him in there. Yeah, what an honor it is to be here. And uh, Travis and Jessica, I was just thinking about the time when the Lord began to put Athens back into your hearts, and you begin to walk through that transition. And we didn't know a lot about transition back then, but it began to cause a little bit of tension in some ways, and that's a normal part of transition. Um, 
And you guys, I just remember that you made a really hard choice back then. Like you, you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk. I'm going to walk as a son. And I've just seen you guys do that time and time again. And I love that about you. And uh, we just do want to say, well done. What an amazing 10 years that, uh, that this has been. Um, actually, 10 years ago, we made another video for you. And my hair was not gray. I put on a lot of wisdom since then. Um, but we're so proud of you. We brag about you guys often. We bragged about you all over the world. And uh, I feel like there's so much pleasure in heaven over this church. I was praying recently in, for another church, but I had just had this experience where I saw how much it means in a city when there is a church family that is 100% abandoned to go out to the presence of God, to do whatever Jesus says, no matter how it looks, no matter how much time it takes, and, and that is who you are. And that's a huge thing. And, and it's a huge thing in heaven, uh, the way that you guys are pursuing the Lord. And I spent some time praying for you, and Travis, I just, I saw some pictures. I saw your feet planted in the city, and I just saw when you came to this city, and your feet were extra large, and uh, I saw the fact that you had no fear, and I felt like it immediately stood out when you guys came back, and that you guys were planted in the city, and, and, I, and I heard 100% real. And to me, that's been one of the things that has marked this house is the authenticity that's here today, that there's no pressure to put on religious masks. And I, and I felt like also that authenticity is part of the call that's on this city, that it's part of the DNA that God has for Athens is to be a place where there's authenticity and I feel like that's something that you guys carry in such a huge way and that you're bringing that into the atmosphere and restoring it in Athens in a pure way. And I even today was looking at the word authenticity and realized that it has, it has every word, every letter of Athens. And it's like, and I, and I feel like I just want to declare that part of Athens is authenticity. It's... <laughs> and authenticity. And I hope, I feel like that's one of the things you're gonna remember from today because I feel like you bring that. This house brings an authenticity that's so needed in the atmosphere of this city. And then I heard the word fire and I had this sense that you bring just the, the fire, the, the discipleship of this house, I heard ignites hearts. And I was brought to Luke 24, 32, we're not our hearts burning within us. And I know for both of you that when people meet with you, that you ignite fires in their hearts. And I saw fiery hearts moving forward. I saw heart fire that compels people to move forward into deeper intimacy and into life, destiny, and calling. And I saw you sculpturing people's lives and that you were always true to the DNA of their calling when it would have been easier to just put them in a cookie cutter, that you guys have never done that. And you've always been true to who people really are. And I feel like the Lord wants you to know, Travis and Jessica, that he really trusts you. That he really trusts you with people's hearts. And uh, I feel like 
you know, I was reading my Proverbs 9 today. It's the ninth day of the month, and it says in Proverbs 9, 9, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be wiser. Teach a righteous man, and he will increase his learning. And I just feel, Travis and Jessica, that like every investment that's been made in you guys, you guys take it and you multiply it 100 times over. And I, and I love that about you guys. And I saw the Lord increasing your impact and your influence. And uh, I saw, you know, that you've chosen to not follow the formulas and that there were seasons where there was a lot of pressure to follow formulas and that things that you could have and things might have looked more successful in the, in the world's eyes. But God has needed an awakening in this city and that is who you are. And that's what you've carried into the spiritual atmosphere of this city. And uh, I know that you guys have huge impact in this city, that your name is known in heaven. It's known by angels. Uh, there's huge excitement of the witnesses in heaven over the awakening. And I even felt the pleasure over the Lord, over the name that you chose for this house. And I felt the pleasure of the Lord that you have chosen to be different, but not just to be different, you've chosen to be who he's made you and who he's called you to be in this city. And I see this house as, as such a house of powerful presence, of key assignments, of increasing influence. And I felt this challenge, what would it look like to be the most joy-filled people in this city? And I just want to challenge you. I feel like you're going to laugh your way into new places in the Lord. And that uh, there is a challenge that, that there's, I feel like the joy of the Lord is going to carry you and open doors. I, I saw open doors with honoring the law enforcement of the city. I saw schools, elementary schools, you guys shifting atmospheres. And I felt the heart of this church for the orphans and how much that pleases the Lord. And Travis, I was just praying for you, and I just saw you over these next several years, just even having more encounters with Jesus. You already carry such a beautiful revelation of who he is, but there's places that you, you will not be able to go until you see him afresh, and, and he's going to reveal himself to you. Um, and I feel like there are wells, wells of revival to still uncap in this city. And I, I saw these wells, and you mentioned, you know, how the Wesley brothers preached here. And I saw these wells, and you know, we're from Texas. I saw gas wells. And I had this sense that it was something in the DNA of this town that a little bit of fire could go a long way. And when you ignite gas, it really ignites. And I saw you guys just having more vision for the city. And I, I, I felt like the Lord was just lifting you up to see. I, you're going to be able to connect pieces. And, and I even heard a question, what does it look like to build a city? And I saw you not only calling individuals into identity, which you've done so well and has been mentioned many times. I saw you calling a city into identity. And I saw you in pastor's prayer times, igniting fires, just being who you are. And how that flows out on congregation to congregation in this city. I saw you like a lighter 
And I saw that you chose to put roots down, that there was even a time where season where the enemy just thought he could wear you out and like you were going to be a lighter that just ran out of fluid, but you had put roots deep down in the Lord. And I saw every piece in its place. I saw spiritual combinations. And I saw you in this coming season with like Lego blocks unlocking codes and wondering what would happen in a city if you did this or if you did this. And I saw God, as I've already said, increasing your impact and your revelation and giving you a fresh revelation of who Jesus is. Travis, I saw the apostolic authority in your life increasing. I saw the sending capacity of this house increasing, and it's been a sending house. And I saw people being sent to regions of the city, to, to arenas in the city. And I saw the mark on people's lives of I have been sent increasing. And I saw angelic things happening. I saw angels that had dust on their wings. I saw it being dusted off because they were being called into action for what was happening at the awakening. They were being activated. Angels of awakening, angels of freedom, angels of mission, and angels of vision, and angels of revelation, and angels of encounter. And we just want to say, well done. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I agree with everything that's been said, and a lot has been said this morning. But I really felt <clears throat> this morning, I really felt to go last. I really felt like I, I just want to speak something over all of you. And, you know, we've been on this journey with you for 10 years. We've been on the journey with Travis and Jessica, but we've also been on the journey with you guys. As much as we have been able to, we've tried to make sure we got here every year. Um, we've missed, I know, at least one. And uh, we've watched you. And, and if there's, there's one thing that I want to encourage all of you with, it's, you know, it's one thing to say yes initially, which I want to say to you too, of course, um, that you said yes initially, but we've watched you for 10 years continue to say yes <laughs> when it wasn't easy to say yes. And, and I want to say that over you as a church you continued to say yes, and you continue to say yes, even when it's not always easy to say yes. And there is something about the Lord I'll never forget. I was driving in my car, and all of a sudden I heard God say, faithfulness is underrated. And um, there is something so in the nature of God that is faithfulness. And I really want to just encourage you all in that, that there is blessing for faithfulness. And I believe you're stepping in, in this new decade that you're embarking on, that you're stepping into the blessing and the harvest of faithfulness, the faithfulness of all the yeses. You're stepping into the harvest of that. And uh, I want to encourage you that you're bigger than the, what's what you see in this room right now and uh, that's been said in different ways but but your impact in your region is bigger than um, what it might appear uh, just looking at maybe the size of the church your impact is way bigger than the size church you are 
And I think if you've been here any length of time, you know and understand that. But I really want to encourage you in that. And I felt to encourage you from Isaiah. From Isaiah 60. And also Matthew 5. Matthew 5 talks about a city on a hill. And I kept hearing, you're a city on, the, on a hill. And you know, that's the, the parable that talks about um, don't hide your light. And I was reminded of that children's song, This Little Light of Mine. And I remember one day God also said to me, like, it's actually not a little light. And I, I want to encourage you <laughs> Your light is not a little light. Yeah, that's right. It's the light of the world <laughs> that has been set on a hill in this region of Georgia. Why? Because Jesus is the light of the world. And if there is one thing that the world, including Georgia, in the Bible Belt is starving for, it's the real up close and personal Jesus, who is the light. Why did that happen to that girl? Why did that happen to that club? Because light came into the darkness. And light's always stronger and always bigger. And I felt Isaiah 60, and I, I, I really want you to receive this, and I actually think it'd be good if we all stand up, if everybody stands up. Because I really feel to just speak this over you in a fresh way that as you embark on this new decade that you really do shine with a light that is really, really big. And, you know, I, I heard just now the parable of the talents and uh, that, I hadn't even thought about it until now, but I really felt like it was the Lord. And, you know, there's one thing we all have heard this morning. Travis and Jessica have been faithful with the talents that they were given by the Lord. And that parable is quite a sobering parable because they had really good reasons for what they did with their talents. They were afraid. They were not. They were insecure. We all have reasons, good reasons that we don't use our talents, we're afraid, we're insecure, that we feel like they don't matter, we're busy, we have all the reasons, but I feel a real call right now today in a fresh way for the awakening that you give him your talents, you give the Lord your talents, you say yes again to what God's asking you to do, because you all know, because Travis and Jessica have said it for 10 years, the awakening is not just Travis and Jessica, it's every one of you. It's every one of you, and it's your talents, and it's your light, and God is breathing afresh on your talents today. Today is not just a celebration of the past 10 years, it's a launching into the next 10 years. So as you launch into the next 10 years, know <laughs> That God says, arise and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, awakening Athens. For darkness covers the earth, and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will rise upon you, awakening Athens, 
His glory will appear upon you, every one of you, not just a few of you, every one of you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. So people will be drawn to your light and leaders will be influenced by the light that you carry. So lift up your eyes round about and see. You will see and be radiant. Your heart will thrill and rejoice. So I, I bless you with that. And I, I am excited <laughs> to be part of that with you guys for the light. I'm telling you, the world is starving for the authentic Jesus and you have him. And he's a really bright light. <laughs> yeah. So, Father, we do. We thank you for that. And we just say yes. And let's just stick in our hands again to Travis and Jessica. So, actually, before you pray, I yeah. really had this vision of how to pray. Do you mind? Okay. I, I just saw Travis and Jessica yep. come up here. But I really actually, oh, thank you. I really actually feel like everybody needs to come all around them as Steve prays over you guys. And I feel like as you do this, you're saying yes again to launch into the next 10 years with your talents and the light of the glory of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we want to say thank you for everything that you've done in these last 10 years. We just want to declare that you have been good. Lord, you have been good. Lord, and I thank you for the fruit that's here and the fruit that's in the city and the fruit that's all over the world. And God, it's with an excitement that we come and we want to thank you in advance for the next 10 years. Lord, thank you for what's ahead, that the greatest days of awakening are still ahead. And Lord, we thank you for this city and what was in your heart when this city was named and what was in your heart when you birthed it. And we declare that this is a city of authenticity. We declare authenticity, Lord, that this city is being called to see the authentic, real Jesus through this house, that Jesus will be unveiled in a way he's never been seen in this house before. And Lord, we pray for an uncapping of wells of revival that have been sealed up from the past, that they will be unsealed in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for the fire that is in Travis and Jessica, Lord. And I thank you for that fire that rests on them. And, and we just say, burn, burn, burn even more. And we bless the future encounters that they are going to have with you, Lord. And the encounters that people in this house are going to have that are going to mark their lives over this next season, God. We want to see and know more of you, Jesus. And Lord, we thank you for the harvest that is ahead. We thank you, Jesus, for those who are going to be sent forth from this house into the city, into different arenas in the city, and into the, the corners of the earth, God. We thank you for that, Lord. And we bless you that the light will shine brightly in Athens. The light will shine more and more. And we bless you for it, God. And we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Yes, bless the awakening in Jesus' name.
All right, while y'all are making your way to your seats, whites, ligates, fishes, thank you so much. Awakening, thank you so much. If you didn't know what you were getting into today and you came to church thinking it was just going to be a normal Sunday, welcome to the Awakening. <laughs> 